when you'd wake up on a Thursday morning <laughs> they'd, they'd be out after after playing the game and a bit of crack and a few stories coming back and you'd be thinking to yourself Jesus <laughs> well, I, well I try to get in the midweek team <laughs> House of Rugby Ireland here on Joe Game Changed Shawnee mate I missed you how was your holiday? Holiday was brilliant Goody thanks a million um Got home, uh, seen the family, had a couple of beautiful pints of Guinness, and um, yeah, it was great. Uh, got out with the dogs on the farm and seen seen family and friends, and uh, yeah, just shot the breeze when I was home. But it went pretty quickly. It was busy enough, uh, busy enough back there. What about you? What have you been up to? Well, uh, voices come back after last week, uh, sobered up, which is nice, but it's test week here on House of Rugby, so uh, what have we got in store? Well, what we have in store is we have a very special guest. I was going to say little man, little, Scot- <laughs> little Scottish man, but he's not that little. Uh, we have Greg Laidlaw. Welcome. Thank you very much, boys. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for your very kind uh, intro there, Shawnee. <laughs> not too harsh on the, on the little. What have you been up to, pal? Mate, I've uh, I've been home for for nearly two months now from from Japan, um, as as you'll know, Goody. Or uh, three months off, or certainly me between seasons, I'm I'm heading back out to Japan. Um, mate, so similar to Shawnee, really, I've I've been you know seeing the family. I've uh, obviously not seen it in Japan. I've managed to squeeze in quite a bit of golf, uh, which is lovely, and I've I've got another little uh, game lined up tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to. Nice. And uh, how long is your pre-season going to be in Japan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at about four and a half months. I think. <laughs> Um, is, oh is, my God, is what's looking likely. I wouldn't want to even guess how much running that is, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm more worried about the heat. I think when I first get back for the first couple of months, it's going to be it's going to be messy. But uh, we've got, um, I think, Rob Penny is coming in uh, this year as, as coach. So I'm hoping he's you know, more sort of Kiwi and a little what, bit more what, relaxed. Why do they do four and a half months of preseason in Japan? Does anyone know? Like, oh, I, thought like I thought they're up to date, like with the latest technology, latest training methods, everything like that. All, all I can say is that. Um, my old club have been in pre-season now, pre-season now for I think six weeks. So on top of the probably five months of that they You're are just only home be, six weeks. Uh, I mean it's it's mad, <laughs> it's mad. But um, they just you know more is is better, I guess. Yeah, yeah they run you into the ground. Yeah, I think the seasons are so short, and obviously they're, they're paying players all year round, so that you probably want to see them and see them on the ground there. I guess is, is one way to look at and. You know, I guess I think one of the reasons I went to NTT was, you know, they wanted sort of me there for a large amount of the time in the presence with the Japanese players. So I guess it's part of the job. So, you know, I'm looking forward to, to getting back out to Japan when the time comes and, uh, you know, getting stuck back into training, I guess. <laughs> well, it's been a busy week with the Lions this week. And that's why we got you here to talk some sense, unlike Shawnee. Um, but big news with Alan Wynn. Um, what are the thoughts there? How do you think he went in that? In that 27 minutes, was it? Against yeah. Stormers? Yeah, it's it's a strange one for me because I genuinely didn't think, looking at the game last night, he was himself. And I suppose when you're after, to be fair, like if you're dislocating your your shoulder, less than three weeks ago, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um. So you're probably in the back of your head, you're going, "Is this going to pop again here? Is this going to go?" But uh, to be to be perfectly honest, I just didn't think he was as comfortable in the contact area last night as in throwing himself in with that left side. 
Um, but maybe he's just feeling his way back in. Um, as 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 you do with a shoulder injury, like it's 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 difficult. Even when you do six or seven months of rehab on a shoulder and you come back in, you're like, mm, give me the first couple here. But yeah, obviously you watched them pretty closely last night. You were saying, Shawnee, and I think you know, and probably you touched on it as well. We did that, the physical encounter that's coming in, in the sort of test series, and you know, if if he's selected, which he probably will be, otherwise, you know, he's, he's probably not going to be back in South Africa. But, would, would you select him though for his leadership? Um, and how you saw him play for 27 minutes because bearing in mind he had was it four weeks off before the Lions tour not playing a month or so and then he played 20 well however long it was against Japan and then he's had another four weeks so it's a big call it is a big call. Um, Gats is somebody that he's not scared of making big calls and he's obviously got a strong relationship with Alan Wynn um, will they select him? I think they will um, and you know, I'm not so sure if I, if I was coach, I'd select him in the first test. I think I'd look for a little bit further down the track, give him another week, and and look to bring him in that, that second test. But I don't know what you, what you think on that. Yeah, I kind of just think with the, with the second rowers that are playing so well, would you would are you going to risk him? But you know, as Gats has said, he's at that stage in his career now. There's nothing really. Do you know what I mean? This is the be all and end all for Alan Wynn. So does it matter if he goes out in the first test and does his shoulder? No, because it doesn't matter if he does it in the second test. No, as well, because he's it's it's just a roll of the dice for him in every game. I think at the minute, I think he'll start. I think he'll start him with his OJ. To be honest, I, I think I think that's why he's back in yesterday. If they were going to wait another week, just you could you could simulate twenty seven minutes in a training session for him. You know, with bodies on the lads who won't be selected maybe next week. So I think that's why he played last night. I think he's going to start definitely. Would you give him the captaincy? Yeah, I think he'll be the captain as well. I, yeah, I, I think you might as well because I think, and certainly my experience from 2017, and Sean will probably be the same. Or um, it's like it doesn't really matter like too much, in my opinion. Like because the boys that are they're all good players. Have all had you know that sort of big game experience, a lot of test matches, and there is a lot of experience around. So I think he was named the captain originally. I think it just takes away any sort of awkwardness around it. Give him back the captaincy if, if he's going to be selected. You know why wouldn't you? And you've come back, Shawnee, from injury before, shoulder, big injuries. What's it, that first game, you know, in, in go straight into a, t- a test match against the most physical nation? What, yeah. what, you know, give us an insight into what that would be like. Um, to be honest with you, I kind of, it's a funny one because you have a shoulder dislocation is like, it's probably 16 weeks at least usually. You know what I mean? A, a full one if you have a reconstruction. Obviously, he didn't have any surgery in, but he's... You know what I mean? It, it, it will be in the back of his head, but you tick all those boxes off in training sessions. You tick all those boxes off with strength targets, etc. And, and can you do that in three weeks? Well, he's obviously, you know what I mean? He's turned it around. He's done it before because the same injury has happened now, happened him two years ago, and he's gotten away with it for two years. So, you know, in the back of my head, uh, I was kind of looking at him last night, and I was looking at him closely last night, and he was feeling his way into those contact areas. But that's different when you go into a test a test game against the world champions next week, who know that he's dislocated his shoulder a couple of weeks ago. Do you think those boys aren't going to be absolutely pumping him when they get a, sh- a chance to to put a shot on him? Um, and yeah, it's just it's it's going to be difficult. Um, but knowing Alan Wynn, he loved the idea of that too. As well, and he relish in it a little bit. But if he if he comes through this series, he's superhuman. 
That's it. Some comeback, yeah. regardless of yeah. whether he plays or not. It's an unbelievable comeback, to be fair. And I think the Lions would, would love to have him out there if he's if he's close to his best. And he's going to throw everything in, in into it, isn't he? Because it's could be it's going to be his last Lions test. Um, but it probably brings into context a bit more the bench position then for the second row, knowing that he probably won't be able to play a full game. And who's impressed you there? Is it Henderson nailed on, or has Adam Beard come up the the outside? Yeah, there's there's a lot of options. I think I think everybody's playing fairly well in their positions, and mm. you know we've not even mentioned Courtney Laws uh, at the moment. And I'm a big Courtney Laws fan in terms of what he brings. And you know it's interesting. Gats has obviously spoken about the physicality, the, the playing of nine element. And if you're looking for somebody to, to combat that, or you know carry as well, you know there's a man in himself that, that can do that. And he obviously covers that six position. Will he start at six? You know that gives you a lineup yeah. option as well. But the back rows, uh, you know so stacked at the minute it's there's all sorts of options but for me it's probably between Ian Henderson um, you know currently Laws because mm. Hendy's a good player as well yeah I think I think it'll be Alan Wynn and Marrow obviously and then I, I can't see him looking beyond Hendy at the minute the way he's been playing as well and leading and he's a line-out caller for them um, so that's going to be a big, big thing to have on the bench as well but you could you could bring uh, as you said Courtney maybe as a, even if you did a you know an extra forward on the bench you could have Courtney there you could, uh, yeah. Change the single goal six two. Yeah, well, see, he might go that way as well if if he starts selling him in. If I mean, he thinks if you've got someone like a like a Elliot Daly on the bench or someone around that who's who's that versatile. Yeah, well, he can't play a second row, can he? No, no, no. He can't. Let's chuck him in there and see. Eh? <laughs> I think because you you have got it, the way the backs have been playing as well in terms of if it's a uh, you know Liam Williams, Elliot Daly, if they're already on the field, they're quite versatile and where they can play. So mm. that may loosen up the six-two split, and they might go that again. Looking at that physicality aspect aspect of the game, that they might try and cover with a six-two again if, if they start yeah. Alan Wynn. And Alan uh, or Adam Beard has just you know excelled himself since he's been out there. He hasn't put a foot wrong, and I know there was a lot of chat. We we even chatted about it of you know the selection initially. No, you you did, mate. You 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 you, you did. I was yeah. I was surprised like a lot of other people, but it, like at the end of the day, he's an international player. Mm. He's a big lump of a man, and he is like he's been superb since he's been out there, regardless of like who they're playing, uh, etc. But he's been he's been brilliant. So he's obviously put his hand up now as well to be in the the frame of you know selection for next weekend, which is, is it's great for the Lions. So I would I wouldn't like to be Gats this week picking no. the team and the back row. As we've discussed, it is well. We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll get onto the selection a bit more, but um, let's just go through the two games. Obviously, South Africa A first up um, is a pretty stern test uh, for the Lions, and uh, I guess do we learn more from defeat than victory? What do you think, Greg? I think in, in this scenario, yes, uh, because very much the way South Africa A played, you know, that's pretty much a carbon copy of, of what they're going to be facing coming out of the test. Obviously, Razi Erasmus and, and probably the whole South African, uh, you know, coaching team are behind that performance. And to be honest, the, the midweek teams have been, you know, fairly weak. And in all honesty, they're, they're a bit behind the, the, the eight ball in terms of the performance and what the Lions are going to face. So, yeah, very much that uh, the South African A is, is what they're going to face in terms of the probably the more structured mauling, kick chase, defensive type of game. And yeah, so the Lions, in my opinion, really need to try and move away from that sort of same type game plan as South Africa. They need to try and break the game up, get some speed into the play. And, and I think that's when the Lions have really looked their best is when the forwards have carried hard, created quick ball. And uh, off the back of that, the Lions have been starting to open up uh, a little bit. 
Yeah, I think I think that A game obviously is is the one to look at, like in the the carbon copy, as Greg said, of of what's coming. The one thing I'd be afraid of is the, the way they got bullied in the first probably first half of the game, and I think it'll be I think it'll be worse come the test game. I think there's going to be a lot of like latching on mm. high playoff nine. South Africa is just trying to bully you first and foremost and see what see how the lines react to it. I'd like to see the lines coming off the line a little bit harder in D. You know what I mean, and go and meet them rather than because they're big boys. I think I think for for me, the game lines everything against Africa, and I felt too many times the Lions there was a one man tackle, even the, you know a good tackler, a curry, someone just going low, but there's two latches and they're just winning that game line. We need to see more bodies. You know, we know what South Africa are going to bring around the corner. Mm. They're there, they're set, they're not tipping, they're not trying to throw inside balls. They catch the ball, they get someone on them, and they drive them through. And I'd like to see the Lions get two men, maybe three men in the tackle and meet them and just knock them back and just stop Faf de Klerk getting so much time because, you know, he had so much time to put little kicks in, long kicks, dictate the play. Mornay Stain had so much time. And mm. I think that would be uh, my worry is that obviously the Lions knew South Africa were going to come with that game plan. You know, it was pretty obvious. You know, they, they always do. They haven't had much time to prep, so they're going to come with a physical game plan. But it was as if, you know, the old classic, you know, everyone's got a plan. So they get hit in the face. Like Lions had a plan, and they were stunned by it. And, and as you said, I think that's the bit they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, they are, because as you, the, the, the biggest men in world rugby, you know, it's Ebenet, Sabeth, you know, Steph the Toy, these guys, you know, you, you know they're coming, but you have to be able to stop them and, and sort of combat that. And, and the, other, the other area they're going to have to clean up as well for the Lions is, is that really the, the sort of taking high kicks as well. It was a big sort of battle in that A, a game, and South Africa probably won that. And that's, that's one of the areas that South Africa try and get the edge, so you're going to have to try and take that away and, and sort of win the, the area battle if you can win the aerial battle start taking the kicks then the lions can really try and sort of speed up the play or they can kick on their own terms because you don't want to just kick when it slows down and then it just becomes that sort of real sort of turgid match then yeah i thought i thought as well the lions kicked loosely at times obviously and um looking back at the game afterwards south africa were putting three in the backfield at times and we're still kicking still kicking to them where we should have been having a crack then so i think the, the lions will obviously learn a lot i think from Reviewing that game, South Africa learn a lot as well about the Lions get them on the edge. I thought I thought we're a little bit we're a little bit vulnerable on the edge, and when when they start to move the ball, and obviously kicking the ball to these boys like Colby and stuff is not a good idea, as we've seen. Um, so I think both teams will take a lot from it, but the first and foremost, in my head anyway, is we have to go and meet them like you said, Goody, and physically impose ourselves early doors, not let them get front football. Go and meet them in go and meet them in twos and threes and and put them on their arses because it's it's going to be a long day at the office if 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 the Lions can't win collisions, um, mm. and that'll be dictated by the the team he picks. And I I think just on that as well the the only other thing is you mentioned the, the kicking game I think. We, uh, I think the Lions were pretty slow at getting back around the breakdown. It's been a consistent theme in that game and a bit in the Stormers game. They were land bodies to hit the ground and the South Africans were getting over and there wasn't a man, the Lions player wasn't there quick enough. So it'd be something they'd definitely work on, that urgency, but especially when South Africa box kick, that first hit, they were there first and the forwards or the first man wasn't getting there quick enough and getting blown off the park. So that's something they're going to have to fix up quick as well. Yeah, you're going to have to clean that up, Goody, that definitely, because when you do play a team like South Africa, it's such a 
a big strength of theirs. And if you if you can sort of negate that a little bit and and turn it into you know something you can deal with, then it it, it can be a big swing in the game. And again, coming back to learnings and stuff from the game, the Lions can learn that. They can learn what Shawnee mentioned as well about not kicking loosely to, to Colby. We probably already knew that, but you know just to highlight it when they did kick long term in space, you cannot give that man time and space. He's just deadly. He's one of the, he is the best player in the world when it comes to you know beating defenders. Hmm. And onto the Stormers game. Um, who impressed you in that one? Um, last night, uh, Ali Price was good. Again, I, I thought he had a really good game. Uh, Luke Cowan-Dickey, I thought was was awesome as well. I thought he really stood out as well. Just just uh, on Ali Price, obviously you know him well. What does he bring that perhaps the other nines don't necessarily? I think what's probably really helping Ali and, and probably also the other Scottish boys is their connection with Gregor. Um, you know, we've probably not had a Scottish coach in that, in that Lions uh, group now for, for I think, probably since 97, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really helping. Um, what is he good at? He's good at playing with speed. And I think he's obviously worked with Gregor at Glasgow and then Scotland. So he's got that consistency. He knows what Gregor likes from the attack. But I think, you know, it helps when, you know, when the forwards are playing well and giving them quick ball and, and they're really sort of stepped up after the first 25 minutes of the game yesterday which was you know struggled a little bit got real tempo into the game and that's when he he can look to break he, he was a threat around the fringes he's kicked really well as well in terms of that kicking game so I think he's been re- really good so far on tour Yeah I think I think Cowan Dickey was probably a, the standout for me um, I thought Ali Price was good I thought Mark Smith was very c- controlled for someone in his kind of first uh, first Lions cap um, Tygburn Tygburn was good again Adam Beard was good and Tyg Furlong obviously that we we just know what he brings now I thought he showed up a lot last night and then someone who we haven't spoke that much about actually is Jack Conan I don't think if I was being honest I think Toby is um, not at his best just yet but he will show up on the big day everyone knows that but Jack surely has his in the mixer now of, of that selection for eight um, there was a lot of good performances again last night a lot of good performances but I do think I, I, do thought, think, I, thought, I thought it was great to see Robbie Henshaw out there again yeah, um, yeah. I think he's he's pretty, so solid I think he's so key for the Lions um, and, and for me it was a, it was a cagey probably perhaps a poor first 30-25 minutes the Lions all trying a bit too hard and just once they got into the rhythm of it they, they were mm. brilliant but Henshaw was just so good defensively. His work rate, like he's he's such a key member for the Lions for me. Yeah, I would I would agree with that for sure. I think that the Lions will be pretty happy. He's came through that game probably unscathed by the looks of it. Um, and I think he's a he's a he's a piece of the puzzle. I think that the Lions will be really happy that sort of fitting into place now. Um, he was really unlucky in that in two in twenty seventeen mm. picked up injury and was playing well. Uh, but he's an excellent defender, excellent attacker, and just all round, you know, good yeah. player. I think he, you know, he he's only one of the one of the few who can probably say he's going to start in the first test. Yeah, I would imagine definitely. And I think Gregor said during the week as well. He's he, like, which is a big confidence boost. I said to Robbie is about his all round game. So he said he's so important to obviously his defensive capabilities are brilliant, but his attack. I think his little his kicking game now in attack. His hands. He's like he's. No, from playing with him, I know what he's able to do. But I think he's brought himself to another level the last year or so. And um, you know, he is—he's one of the most important people in that touring squad now. I think going forward in these test games, I, I think I've 
watching him play, I think I've seen him grow over the last 18 months a lot in terms of his... It's just, you know, when he first came in, perhaps under Joe Smith, it was very much just run hard, run hard, you know, look after the ball, get it back. That's what he was told to do. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> he was told, run hard, don't offload. Yeah. Don't do anything, just do what I did. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't in that camp. but you know, And now we're seeing him, as you said, the little kicking game, he's getting up for high balls, yeah. the, the short offloading, he's using his footwork more in contact and... He's devastating, so he really is is the key member in the back line for me. Yeah, he's going to be a key, and I think, you know, we've got so many good players out wide uh, lines. Uh, Goody, I think he's somebody that can almost get the ball in, to them in that sort of against that blitz defence as well, whether it be through his little kicking game or, or through his, you know, offloading or his, his sort of, um, the way he thinks about the game. I think he's really important uh, to the way the Lions are going to, you know, hopefully have a successful, uh, a successful series. So, uh, Ronan Gara said in the week, uh, he said, never in the history of the Lions tour have positions one week out from the first test been so open I mean we've been speaking about selection here and, and how difficult it will be to be Gatlin um, where do we even start perhaps if I if I ask you to name five guaranteed starters Sean and Greg oh my god um, start there shall we yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be incredibly difficult if I was to go five starters I'd go Robbie Henshaw I'd go Dan Bigger I'd go uh, Maro Toje Tyg Furlong, that's four. Yeah, that's four. And I would go um, Josh Adams. It's five. There we are. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I, feel, I feel like to, 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 I know Josh Adams has been unbelievable, but to nail on a winger right now, that I don't know where they're going to yeah. go. To be honest. He's starting. He's starting okay. all day. Well, well, yeah, he's starting. I can't believe he's you didn't say Conor Murray. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I don't think. I'm, I think Ali's forced himself enough in the picture that it's. That's probably not certain, and I think coming back to Alan Wynn, the fact that Alan Wynn's back, you know, does that change the precedent? Do you need to start Conor Murray if he wasn't there because they've named him captain? He's probably going to start, but mm. Ali's been good. He's Conor played well against, I think it was the Lions the second time around when he came off the bench, you know, picking up the tempo. And Eddie is he's obviously an excellent player, <laughs> yeah, let's not, not forget about that. So, who knows where they're going to go with the nine, but it. It just everything just you know comes into the the melting pot, I guess. And you still got to name your five. <laughs> I, 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 I agree with with the four, the first four, going yeah. in definitely. I think I'm, I'm with you, Giddy, on the wingers. I think uh, you know Adams has been excellent so far, and he, he can sniff out a try. But a lot of his tries have you know been, he's just been finishing them off. Mm. I, last night he probably wasn't great but it is a hard game to play because you're thinking you know I don't really want to play in this game because I don't want to get injured before the test so. Uh, who would be my fifth? Uh, that Sean never mentioned. Uh, Mark Rohr. <laughs> I'm Mark Rohr and nailed on to start. Well, I think Tom Curry, mate. I think okay. I think yeah. I think we'll start Tom Curry. Well, well, let's talk about the back row. Um, and who would you pick, Sean? Is your back row on on current form? Who, who would you pick? Right who do you think now, Gatlin will pick. So I pick right now. I would pick Hamish at seven. Okay. Tom Curry at eight. <laughs> And Ty Byrne at six. Okay. That's who I pick right now, looking at him. But I think... So why, Jack, would, why, I, would, you, why would you go that I'd pick Jack Conan at eight if... if um, or I'd put him on the bench at least anyway. And then you, can move, you could move Curry or Hamish around a little bit. Um, but give us a flavour of why you'd go Hamish and Curry and put Curry at eight, which because is a just, position. Because they're just in form. You're, you're, talking about, you're talking about meeting people on game lines and stuff. Hamish has been uh, has been brilliant. I think in every game he's played, um, he's really stood up. He's carrying well. 
He's uh, making a lot of tackles. He's not missing any. Curry's the same. He's been with the ball in his hand as well. He's been, you know, making good yards. Um, we know about his defensive capabilities. And then Ty Byrne for me has been like just a menace. Even, even last night, like holding lads up, slowing ball up while he's just in the tackle for three, four, five, making him three, four, five second rooks. That's what we need. Um, and just currently, they're they're the three informed back rowers for me, and and Jack Conan, I think. So now Toby Felata, well, Toby Lowe's. no, but like Toby's Toby's not been on fire yet, and the, the other boys are. So where like do you pick your do you take the boys that are in your in your best form right now, or do you pick someone who you know that can play well on a big day? Which is Toby, no doubt about it. He's an unbelievable player. But just for me at the minute, those three boys are 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 alive and and kicking like, and they're. They're they're there, and you need that going into these big test games. But you know, it won't be everyone's selection, obviously. Right now, that's who I pick. Yeah, I think I. For me, I would have Curry at seven. I think he, he's he's said the the, foot, the number one for me is a defensive and attacking seven. I think just on previous and because he's got that sort of ability to play in the wider channel and why our eights are all all there and so Toby Falatar be eight, mm. but I. Might go left field and go Courtney Laws at six. You, you plant the seed in my, my my sort of mind there, and I think just in terms of the physicality early on, and I bring Tagburn on probably fifty minutes and let him run around. Yeah, but you're you're talking about physicality early on, early on. Like so, so in the games that he's played in, how more how much more physical has he been than the other boys? Well, it's not that. It's just I think when it comes to if you look at Tagburn, his his best attributes are, is getting over the ball, his line out. And he is—he's good in the wide channel, but you don't see him as a, a dominant hitter, do you? Necessarily, Courtney is known for his hits. He's mm. known for—he wants to carry, and he wants to hit. Whether you say he's mobile enough to be uh, a six compared to Tagburn, no. I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. But if you look at who you're playing against, you know, in terms of meeting far or far early doors. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I'm just—I think it's a discussion. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a discussion. It's, it's a t- the back row, and it, there's so many slight different combinations. And mm. I think I'm with you, Shawnee. I think for me, Hamish Watson's done enough to be selected in the test. I think you almost have to pick him. I'd pick Hamish at seven because I think he's been excellent. He's he's aggressive. He's again talking about the the ball carrying and stuff. He brings you a bit of a different dimension in attack. Um, I'd, I think I'd pick. Uh, Tom Curry as well, <laughs> uh, you know whether he's wearing six or eight, uh, I don't know. And you know I'm I'm picked Curry at six. I know it takes a bit, a bit of a line out option, uh, and then I think for me like you know Jack Conan, I think he's he's just a little bit more subtle in that eight slot or, or a Sam Simmons. You know I'm, I'm a Simmons fan. You know I really like him. I, I think he's aggressive, and I think he's similar to like Kevin Dickey. Obviously both coming out of Exeter. I think you know, both of them guys have, have stood up real well for me and. I just think, I know in sort of Gregor and the way you like to try and attack, I think that they, that type of sort of combination or really try and suit and, and try and break up the game, in my opinion, what you need to do mm. against South Africa. Mm. Oh, we could go through a number of other positions in terms of the back three or the centres, but Shawnee, give us your Lions pack, give us your Lions back line, and we'll just put a few suggestions into your, your forwards. Uh, pack, uh, including subs. Uh, we'll do subs afterwards. Okay, so pack for me is Win Jones, uh, Jamie George, and Tyke Furlong, Marrow and Alan Wynn. I'm going with Tyke Byrne, Curry and Watson. 
So we'll, we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you would not, you'd have Macca on the bench and you wouldn't start Karen Dickey or Ken Owens. Because <laughs> Ken Owens probably pre-tour was probably favourite. Yeah. I think Jamie's played, Jamie's played pretty well and he's been, he's been hot now the last, any chance he's got. Um, and you did tell me you've been texting this week. So that does. <laughs> I have not. In, in, I have in, not in, been texting. <laughs> um, I think the bench is going to be massively important. You see, so that's why I'd have I'd I'd start with Win Jones. I'd I'd have Mako. I think the bench is going to be huge. So Mako is going to be on the bench. You're going to have Ken will probably start. To be fair, I think Gats will pick Ken. Um, me, I'd probably go with Jamie at the minute, but he Ken is probably going to start. Then you've. Who do you pick then between Cowan Dickey's show last night was ridiculous. His tackling, his general work. If Cowan Dickey doesn't start for me, he has to come off the bench. Yeah. Because, as you say, Sean, the bench is going to be a huge aspect. Of I, I think that's where it's so difficult for Jamie and Cowan's, both brilliant players. And obviously, trying not to be biased, obviously, you play with Jamie so many years, I think he's outstanding. Um, but I, I worry for him is if, if you go with Ken to start, you're probably going to bring Karen Dickey off the bench. Yeah, you're going to bring the start, impact, yeah. You're probably going to bring Karen Dickey off the bench yeah. because just yeah. how he's so explosive, he's got over the ball, he's just mm. a wrecking ball. He want to just fly in everywhere. Yeah, we're, 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 we're naming out names here, but it could be well, literally anyone, <laughs> which, well, is, which is the problem at the minute. It's, there's no one really, like, set... There, there's, there's the five boys who we spoke about who are kind of set in stone. Everyone else, it's fair game, like, which is incredibly difficult. Okay, so... Do your forwards bench now. You wouldn't do six two. No. Okay. Five wouldn't. three. So who are your five three. forwards? So I go Mako, Cowan Dickey. <laughs> Change your mind. <laughs> Change my mind. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, Sinclair. Um, I'd go Ian Henderson and Toby. Okay. Backline. Uh, Backline. I think. You've got to pick Ali at nine. I think he's been good enough to, to get in there. I think he's coming back to players that are on, on form and I think he's been good. Um, so, you know, get him in there, pick players on form and Gats won't be, uh, He's not scared to do that in the past, so whether he does it this time, but that's my selection. I think uh, Dan Bigger is probably going to play 10. I think he's been good um, and he's in form probably 10 at the moment. I think... I think I'd go with the, the access that played yesterday. I think I'd go um, Henshaw at 12 and I think Elliot Daly at 13. I think they've obviously given Elliot uh, you know, a lot of minutes in that, in that slot and I think he's sort of started to settle into the role. Uh, yeah, back three, here we go. It's uh, Back three, is, it's tough. Um, I'm going to go Liam Williams on a wing, Anthony Watson on another wing and Hoggy at the back. So, so you uh, you have a different theory on the back line who you'd go with in the centres. Yeah, I think I think it'll be Bundy and Robbie. Um, just, I think the way the two of them played together in that Japan game, uh, defensively and in attack. But I think first and foremost, you know, we speak about physicality, we speak about the directness of what's coming. Obviously, if you have um, Robbie at twelve and Elliot at thirteen. You still you still have that twelve seam sewn up with a good defensive player, but for me, I just think Elliot's missed a few too many tackles in in that thirteen slot at the minute. Um, probably not as comfortable as as Robbie would be there, or even Chris Harris, obviously. But I think just for the first test, 
we're going we're, we need to meet fire with fire and sure you have your most physical defender at 12 in Bundy or one of them um, so I think it's going to be Bundy and Robbie in the, in the centres without saying too negative I think I would it's like I'm just trying to defend against uh, South Africa I think I would have Conor Murray at 9 just I'd bring some of the Ali Price on later on to up the tempo yeah. uh, I just think early on with this kicking game is defensive work Conor Murray for me at 9 Um and in the back three, uh, early on uh, against the Stormers, I thought Hogg tried to force it and then came into his own when he just played his own game a bit more later on and was brilliant. But I just have, I've, I've said it all, all, all this tour, I feel like I want to have Liam Williams there in the backfield for the aerial contest. Um, and so I would go him, Anthony, um, I'd go Anthony Watts on the wing, I'd go Liam Williams at fullback. And until last night, I was going Josh Adams on the other wing. Um, but I still think, I think, you know, he's, he's had a baby this week. It's the week before a test match. I'd still have Josh Adams on the wing and I would, that'd be my back three. But I'd say Stuart Hogg is the unluckiest man there because he's a brilliant, brilliant player and, and you do miss something in attack. Yeah, and brilliant players are going to miss out, you know, either way. And thankfully for us, we're not selecting the, the test, but... Mm. I think, yeah, it's Hoggy's, the way the tours went so far for Hoggy, he's probably under pressure at the moment because he, he the close contact or whatever, and he, he's sort of been in hiding for a week. So, um, you know, once he got into his rhythm last night, I thought he was good. Uh, and he was good, obviously, the first couple of games he was involved in. Uh, but, yeah, you know, certainly on the, the nine selection, do I think they'll pick Ali? I'm, Probably not. I think they'll maybe go with Conor Murray and certainly guards from from what he knows. He's, Conor's an excellent player, of course he is, and he was awesome in, in 2017. He's got that big game experience, so the, they may look uh, towards there. I, I just think purely on form, I think Ali's been play, certainly playing the better nine, but yeah, Liam Williams has to be in the team. I, I definitely agree with that. I think he's an awesome uh, player under high balls and what have you. So. And what, who's who's going to be on the bench then? In the back? So obviously if Faz... Well, you'd have I'd have Ali Price... Um, I'd had Faz, um, and then you'd probably have someone like Elliot Daly if it's. I Rob, think I it, think Elliot Daly just he offers so, to cover some positions, yeah. bring on late. You know, you get a long penalty. Obviously, yeah, uh, yeah I, it's, I think, it depends. Yeah. Gives him gives him that tiny tiny bit, you know, or do you, or you go brave and you go ballsy, you go Faz and Hog, you know, and, and Hog just to come on and, and show that X factor. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think there's all sort of endless opportunities and sort of uh, scenarios for the bench. But it's even, way even easier, Marcus, way Marcus Smith, in 2017 picked the team. Do, do, you put, <laughs> do you chuck Marcus Smith in? Because, again, coming back to my point what I made earlier in terms of for, you've got to break the game up. Like For me, it was like made for somebody like a Finn, obviously, if he was fit, but he's, he's probably struggling with injury. Marcus Smith, he's... I know he's young and stuff, but you can come on, you can break the game up in that, in that key slot and... You know, but I guess if, if you've got Farrell there, he can cover that 10 slot as well. I think Marcus Smith is unbelievable. But to ask him, he had, what, a couple of days training, if that, before the game against Stormers. And the first half, he was getting to grips with it. To ask him to go into a test match and say, bigger goes down or someone goes down in the first five minutes to come on yeah. is, a, is a big ask, you know, with Safkins coming for him. Um, so I, I feel like... He needs a bit more time for me. Yeah. As much as he was outstanding. A couple of more gym sessions. Well, <laughs> not that. Um, but I mean, just 
you know, it's so difficult for us to make a decision, let alone Gatlin. But mm. uh, now during the course of the series, subscribers to the official British and Irish Lions app powered by Vodafone um, can get over and vote for the player of the series and also who they think will be their starting 15 in the Lions selector app. So get over there and have a look at that. At the moment, uh, Josh Adams is first in the voting and then Hamish Watson Duhan van der Merwe, Lewis Rees-Samet and Chris Harris. So have a vote there. And as we can see, we can't make a decision on the selection. No, so what, what chance do they have? It's funny, actually, that you mentioned, like, you mentioned those boys that the fans have voted for. Like, van der Merwe has been outstanding. Mm. Can't be stopped at the minute. Yeah. Like, will he, is, is, is Gas just going to go, do you know what? You're too big, you're too strong, which he, this is, that's a message he'll be driving all week. We're too big, we're too strong as well. He'll be, he'll be saying that to the Lions boys, even though South Africans are the biggest in the world. But is he going to be a late bowler, bolter? You're leaving Lucery Samet out of the squad altogether as a finisher. You're bringing, I'm, I'm backing Josh Adams because of what Gatsa said earlier on in the tour about him um, and his finishing ability. But like, there's, there is, there's such, such such strong competition all throughout the all throughout the squad, um, and it's going to be incredibly interesting to see who comes out on top. It is going to be interesting. I think you know. I was just when you mentioned Duan there. It's like we never even mentioned him in, in our discussions. But he, no. he could he could be he could well start a test. There's there's no doubt in that. I think he's been really good and uh, going forward and, and defensively as well. Well, I guess good luck, Gats. But right now, head over to the official British and Irish Lions app powered by Vodafone to pick your player of the series and also to pick your Lions starting 15 on the Lions selector. All on the official British and Irish Lions app powered by Vodafone. Well, we could we could talk about the Lions all day long uh, and we still will. But Greg, you're here. Um, give us some tales about Shawnee from 2017 because everyone's everyone's got tales. You always ask for stories. Well, for it's because there's all, there always is one. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tales from 2017. No, probably not too many, Shawnee. So you, uh, you can say obviously. Yeah, but, nice. Oh no, we had a we had a, it was a great trip in, in 2017. I think. The, the, probably the way it worked out. I was I was obviously in the midweek team by then, and we were probably off, operating off different schedules um, by then. So certainly the midweek boys were a, a good crack at it a couple of times, definitely down in Wellington uh, for once. But yeah, it was a heck of a tune in 2017. That was nice. Um, and certainly nice. one to remember. Yeah, it was. Uh, the people, the people in New Zealand were brilliant. I think with ev- with everybody. Um, the boys now, in fairness, uh, there was a lot of envy when you'd wake up on a Thursday morning. <laughs> <laughs> they'd be out after after playing the game and a bit of crack and a few stories coming back and you'd be thinking to yourself Jesus <laughs> well I, I try to get in the midweek team <laughs> but I think that's what was probably good about the, the Lions doing that was in a, a sort of professional you know that was it was kind of still encouraged to, to get out and, and have a bit of crack and I can't remember when I, I think it must have been after the last test but I remember like walking into the team room at one point and I'm pretty sure uh, Jack Noel was lying sleeping in a bed like in, right in the middle of the team room I don't know where this bed had came from I'm, I think he was in his full gear yeah. uh, as yeah. well so uh, just mad times uh, you know, certainly you know, such a good crack off the field as well but, but yeah. <laughs> it definitely was good crack off the field. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why there's always a story of Shawnee <laughs> we've heard about him singing you know late night taking his clothes off so there's, there's plenty to go around but um, just what does it mean though for you like being involved in the Lions you know to get that call up do you remember it uh, yeah, I, mean, I remember it. I think, you know, Gats gave me a call up. I was called in slightly later and the rest of the boys. But I think it's just, 
Ah, oh, it's so unique, isn't it? And I think the, everybody sort of certainly I dream, dreamt of it when I was growing up and wanted to play for the Lions and and to sort of realise you're one step closer and to receive that call is, you know, straight away you're excited, nervous, all, all that sort of emotion coming through. And but the way we travelled out to New Zealand, it was so like rushed, and I think we were only in New Zealand two or three days before we yeah. played the, the first game. It, it was mental, um, and I always remember just after it was even after the warm up. It, probably still hadn't sunk in that I was there and ready to go and I always remember just you know my jersey ready to go and right in front of me hanging on the peg and just that realisation you know I was, I was, I'm about to play for the Lions and be part of it so yeah incredible experience you know I loved every minute in terms of you know just what it's all about and I think I just think the history of, of the Lions the players that have went before you I think that that's what really makes it all work and and is there anyone who you played against who you really disliked and then, because everyone always wants to know, like, did you make friends with anyone particularly on the tour who you thought was an absolute dick beforehand? Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't think I was like that. <laughs> That's awkward. I was, yeah. always, I was always very friendly to you when we played against each other. He's very friendly. Yeah, yeah. Lad. was actually always all right, to be fair. Um, who was... Um, well, anyone you keep in touch with still from there? Uh, Jamie George, I'd, I'd, I'd stay in touch. Uh, message or whatever. I, I got on pretty well with Jinx. He was, he was a good guy, I think. Courtney Laws was somebody probably I didn't think I'd get on with, uh, but you know, got on well with Courtney. He's, he's a good guy. He loves a game of table tennis. Um, you know, I don't know if he's beat me yet, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was. He rates. Me. He was like. Was he king of the table? He was he? king of the table. Uh, I don't know. Uh, don't know quite there. Louis Scotsman that's nipping uh, around. Him and Faz. Faz was pretty good too. Faz was good. Faz won't like losing though, so it was. Uh, it been yeah, tough. a bit like me, but I can't remember who I played Faz, but um, yeah, Courtney Laws is a good guy. But I think to be fair, on on 2017, we, we had a great group, didn't we? Really, and everybody kind of got on and and got stuck in, and you know, Robbie Henshaw with his you know, brilliant start to singing songs and stuff like that was uh, just funny things you remember. Yeah, you always start with his fingers. One, two, <laughs> before he saw, he was like, yeah. counting out, <laughs> counting, <laughs> counting, counting his head. He was like. Two, yeah, three. Actually, thinking of table tennis, actually, I'm not sure if it was you, but it could have been Faz. Like a ten nil, if you get if you get a ten nil, it's a a naked run around the table tennis. <laughs> any any excuse for you? You just turn up, no, you just turn up with no bat and went, oh no, I've lost ten nil. Sorry, lads. No, but I, I remember getting to like eight or nine nil, and I was like, oh my god, because the team room could be full of anybody. Like could be physios, everyone there. I rattled the backhand back to <laughs> disbelief, was it? Pure relief, pure relief. But there was there's some there's some there was some squeaky bum times for a lot of lads <laughs> on, with some of the real good uh, table tennis players because you don't want to be doing a naked lap in the team room. Of course not. No. <laughs> a lot of eyes, a lot of camera phones. Yeah, never going to go yeah, down exactly, well. Exactly. Um, and for you, obviously, back to Japan. Is it one more year? Yeah, I've got one more season. Uh, good day at the moment, so I'm going to head back out there in, um, in August and get back out there and join back up with the, with the NTT boys and uh, you know see what next season has in store. The and king of Japan. The king <laughs> of Japan. <laughs> nah, Japan's awesome, mate. I think uh, I've had such a good laugh with my family and even though we've had the restrictions and stuff, we've still been able to do a fair bit in Japan. So the people are so nice in Japan, respectful and, and all that sort of stuff that goes with it. My, my kids are in um, well, international school, but they're bilingual. So getting a bit of language, so that's yeah, so, just so awesome. They're better than you, Japanese. Oh, they're better than me. I sit in the Japanese lessons and <laughs> goes in here and I try and catch it on the way back out that year because uh, the language is. Do the, do the kids enjoy it? Do they, do they, do they like it? Yeah, Man, the kids love it.
love it. I think because mate, the weather's so nice, like all this, even in winter, it's, it's cold, but it's like always just sunny. So the kids are just always outside. And, mate, it's so safe. Like yeah. you, you see, like four or five year old kids just walking. They get on the bus. They get on the train. And it, I think for us, my kids are around about that age. It's, it was a bit like, oh, we can't let the kids do that. But mm. you know, they've already made little Japanese friends, and they just all Brilliant. go to the park on their own. And it's, it's an awesome place. That to makes it so much easier for oh, you guys. Though, yeah, I uh, mean, kids are kids are loving it. I, I can't I can't tell you how safe it is. Honestly, I remember. Um, my mate, he, he lost his wallet a night out and he was panicking and another guy was like, oh no, you'll get it back. And he's like, what do you mean I'm going to get back? I've got to cancel my cars. <laughs> and he's like, no, just just give it a day, give it a day. Next day, it was posted back to his wallet, cash, cards, everything. It's part of the course. I heard another story as well. A friend of mine was backpacking over there years ago and he, he wanted to get to such and such a place. And he asked this woman, can you... And she was like, yeah, follow me. An hour and a half later, they're still walking and she puts him on the train like to where he wants to go like an hour she walked an hour and a half away he's just like this is an unbelievable country like so friendly so nice do anything anything for you no they're amazing in that, that regard but I must must recommend if you can get if you like skiing get up to Hokkaido up north it's it's unbelievable uh, while my team weren't doing great and didn't play the best rugby out there became very good at skiing so uh, <laughs> I would recommend that <laughs> yeah I mean, I've heard the skiing's good so I'll, I'll try and get up there uh, in, the, in the winter when I get back before the, before the season starts and uh, you know and go and see what it's all about Apparently, it's some of the best skiing in the world, by all accounts. So. Yeah, unbelievable. Okay, just before we leave then, just one final Lions chat about what training is going to be like this week, Shawnee. You know, how competitive will it be? I think they'll they'll have a very structured week, obviously. Like, today will be a recovery day because they played last night. Tomorrow will be a light enough day, probably. It'll be a double day, though, but it'll be, it should be light. And then Tuesday, it'll be an intense day. Um you know, get get up to speed with everything, get all the detail locked away for the weekend. Wednesday off, Thursday kind of the same as as Tuesday, and then Friday back off then to the weekend, hopefully. Um, but I think, like, hopefully they're, they're not, you're not going to get any fitter this week, for instance, or, you know what I mean? It's about freshening up, getting all the detail locked away, and then really, like, being so physical come the weekend and fresh and ready to rock against these boys, I think. So I think, I think it'll be a, relatively easy enough week training it'll be more so getting their minds switched into to what lies uh, and what what's awaiting for them at the weekend yeah I'll be, I would imagine it'll be pretty light or certainly the players will, will hope mm-hmm. it's like because as Shawnee mentioned once you get to this point you just want to everything's about the game you know turn up feeling awesome um, so it's all about sort of knowledge get that knowledge in early in the week what they're going to uh, run in terms of the plays and set set plays all that sort of stuff and it'll be interesting when he names the team uh, to mm-hmm. the players I think Probably the earlier the better, uh, as you guys will know. I think you know once the team's sort of out there, everybody can, you know, if, if you're pissed off, you can sort of go away and digest it, and then come back to the group. And if you're selected, obviously you start your planning. So the training week will be light, but everything's you know about the game in eighty minutes. Yeah, I think it's always better to let people know early because you know you said there's five guaranteed starters. You see them in the, the team, and you're chucked in the bibs. It's like, don't read anything into it, lads. Honestly, don't read into it. Well, it's funny there because Alan Wynn, Marrow, all the lads are over there, but. Um, I, I think I think he'll name the team this evening in camp this early. Yeah, I think I think he will this week. I think either today or t- tonight or in the morning time probably, um, just to give lads that clarity and get lads get lads switched in. I remember like I remember 2013 when he named the first test side. I was so upset not being in the squad. I was like 24th man oh. as well, which made it way worse. Can you remember? I remember the emotion. <laughs> I remember the emotion of it all as well. So lads are lads are going to be. Everyone wants to start a test game. So there's certain lads that are going to be upset about this. We've talked about we can't even pick the team. You know what I mean? We're, we're guessing on who's going to be in. 
So there's going to be quite a lot of that around this, the camp and you want to get rid of that as quickly as possible. So that's why I think he'll either do it tonight or, t- or tomorrow morning or, uh, and rock into the week with a, with a good attitude and get everyone together and get everyone on the same page knowing what they're going to try and achieve over these next three weeks. And, and how much do you think they've held back, like plays-wise, like especially the backs, you know, scrum, line-out? Do you think there's a lot more in the locker or um, do you think it's too hard to just put that all in in one week? Yeah, I think... I think knowing Gregory, he'll definitely try and have a few things up his sleeve. I think probably more so offline. I think scrum nowadays. I think the average scrums you attack over like four in a game if you're, if you're lucky. And the scrums have been quite messy today, anyway. So I think that in terms of the set scrum plays, a little bit you know not out the window, but you don't get as many opportunities. So and knowing Gregory, will have a few variations of lineouts and stuff that he'll want to nail to try and you know surprise the Springboks. And you, you may need something slightly different to you know score a try. So that'll be in the game plan this week. So. I Again, it comes back to that naming the team early so the boys can nail their detail. And then, you know, once they nail the detail, they can just concentrate on, on playing well going into the weekend. And the earlier names that team, uh, the better. And I think they've probably not had too many injuries, I don't think, from yesterday's game mm. to deal with that. So I think that'll help naming the team, you know, early for the boys and, and just give everybody real clarity going forward. And if there's one thing they need to work on this week or they'll focus on, what do you think it'll be, Shawnee? Oh, I think it'll actually be their D. This week, I think it'll be getting off the line and going to meet him. I think I'd say Tan, Tandy will have a, a rocket up them this week to actually bring it to another level. Test test week, bring your D to another level. You know, if you, if you defend well against these boys and get the ball back. Attack should look after itself. Yeah, no, I'd probably agree with that, and I think that's why f- for me, you know, Tom Curry has to be in the team as well because he's such a good chop tackler, and you know, South Africa. You talked about the latch and stuff earlier. They're going to come around the corner with big units, and sometimes they don't, you know, have a lot of fancy players, but they're coming route one. And if you can chop that and and, and get rid of that early, don't go too high. I think that's a massive part, and you take that away and slow that down and force them to kick. I think it's a big part of the game, and, and definitely one that the Lions will be focusing on uh, going into the test. Well, that's all we have time for this week on House of Rugby. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll be back on Friday morning to pick through the bones of Gatlin's first squad to face the Springboks. Cheers, guys. Good to see you. Thanks, lads. Cheers. House of Rugby Ireland, here on Joe. Game changed. <laughs>